Hello, everyone. I am Subject879. We've got Milton Man-Thing with us here. Welcome to Haven of Horror. We discuss movies on Saturdays. Today, we're discussing Carnival of Souls from 1962. So, Milton, give us a brief plot synopsis for Carnival of Souls. Yes. Okay. So, this is a movie directed by Herc Harvey, with Herc Harvey also playing the main uh, ghost man of the Carnival of Souls. A girl named Mary is driving with a few friends. They get into a drag race with uh, another car with a bunch of dudes. Basically kind of lives life like she's in a twilight zone and almost almost turns literal as eventually she is by some means dragged back to death or something like that. Um, she takes a job as an organist beforehand. Uh, she feels that she's being haunted by uh, ghost people. So this movie is very much about mental illness in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So just to be honest with you guys that are watching, this is take two. We had about eight minutes of discussion before uh, technical issues. We uh, and we had, theorized, we had theorized that this whole movie might be about somebody who died. And survivor's remorse, possibly. Yeah. It's either like survivor's guilt or she did, she was dead the whole time. And I can't believe I forgot to say this, but spoilers. It's a movie from 1962, but spoilers so, just to be safe. Yeah, but get over it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> it's you like may 50 have not have years old. <laughs> yeah, 1962. It's one of those, it's the, this, this is one of the movies that inspired people like David Lynch, also uh, George Romero, you know, two famous filmmakers that people are probably more familiar with. Um, but yeah, this is one of these like proto B-movie works that inspired, you know, much more famous stuff that people know about today. Yeah. So it may not be accessible to most people, but we're giving attention to it uh, yeah. because it's, it's one of those films. And uh, I like to bring yeah. attention to smaller, smaller horror films. Um, what was that? Oh, but yeah, we like to bring attention to lesser-known horror films. Um, but yeah, we theorized that this was either uh, like a lost soul. Theorized that this was about Survivor's Guilt, or it's kind of like a, a soul trapped in purgatory, right? Where so, she knows she shouldn't be there on Earth. And these spirits are like following her and calling to her. And then you find out at the end of the movie, she was dead the whole time. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought that was all interesting if not a little muddled, and maybe too open to interpretation. What do you think? Where's the line where it's just, it's too open? That's a If we knew the answer to that, we'd be making better films. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, but no, it's a fair question to ask. I mean, do you want to keep it open-ended so people keep talking about it and their interpretations of what's going on? Well, successful films are sometimes more straightforward, too. So it just, it all depends on, I guess, what's being talked about. Um, I think it's still fairly decent conversation for a movie like this, where one questions what the meaning of it is based on how the events are portrayed. Um, of course, if it's too open-ended, then people don't take the film seriously at all. So that's a danger you definitely want to avoid. Are you able to take the events of this movie seriously? Well, I think... A lot of what happens in the beginning, if we take it straightforwardly, I think it helps inform on what's going on later. 
So I think it, I I think it's it's treading the line, but I think it still manages to stick the landing. I would say, barely, but I think it does. I would agree with that, and I would say I could take this film seriously, but you have to also take it in the context of it's a movie from 1962 that was very low budget. Yep. Um, so if you have if you have issues with older film, I would not recommend this one. If you like older films and are able to enjoy that on its own merits, I would highly recommend this because I think there is some really cool stuff. And I have to say, I don't know because I watched this on HBO Max. And I know it got a Criterion release. I don't know if that's the one that's on HBO Max, but this is a gorgeous-looking, like, black-and-white movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, the tech the tech around this time was had developed. I think that early works of uh, color film was available, but B-movie and low-budget, so black-and-white was definitely much more accessible. Um, Candace uh, Hildegas plays, uh, I guess, an early Scream Queen. Uh, in Carnival of Souls, maybe I like a like proto it. one, but Scream Queens don't really start until Halloween. That's as far as I'm aware. I think we've I guess, retroactively like went back and said actresses were Scream Queens, but like Jamie Lee Curtis is a Scream Queen because she's in multiple like slasher flicks or horror flicks. Yeah, but she is a she is a good actress in this movie though. I she was say. quite good in this movie. Uh, she she definitely like portrays like. I'm very disturbed. I feel unsafe. I need to like seek people out, but I'm also I can't be held completely accountable for my actions. I push people away as much as I want them to be near me. Not not the worst '60s performance I've ever seen. No, not uh, at all. That that award still goes to Barbara in Return of and Night of the Living Dead because by God. I love that movie, but she irritates me. Yeah, uh, she's she's not the winner there. That's that on <laughs> that honor goes to someone else entirely. Yeah, but we'll review that eventually. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is a, and you mentioned earlier as well that it was like a Twilight Zone episode. And I think that is a an accurate um comparison because I could see this being condensed into a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I think it probably would have been more res- well received if it was structured like that. Um, yep. But of course, uh, the Twilight Zone uh, shoot actually would have still been going on during this time, from like 1959 to 1964. So yeah, so it would have been at like the tail end. Because yeah. you you said this in the first time we shot this, but the, you weren't quite with it at the beginning, and I and I kind of agree with you. Because it's a yeah. lot of buildup, but a lot of the buildup is just watching her settle into the town. Yeah, and the my attention was, for the carnival works better for me. Personally. My attention was much more gra- like locked in once some of the weird shit started happening, and you started getting into like her mental issues and like degradation and stuff like that. Like that's the stuff that interested me. And you, they still did some buildup with that, but you've got like that hook that hooks you in, right? Because you've got. The first part is just, oh, traumatized woman moves into small town, adjusts. But then then you deliver the hook, which is now she's seeing spooky things. Am I making sense here? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Cool. Um, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by this one. 
Again, this is also kind of a blind spot for me. I'm not too familiar with 60s horror. Um, yeah, this is, like, reminiscent of, like, Roman Polanski's, like, first uh, A Permit Trilogy uh, thing. I forget I what it's seen. called. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, the makeup of, is really well done. It's shot in a way that still looks creepy. Like, if I saw that spirit dude following me, I'd be creeped out, you know what I mean? Repulsion. Repulsion is the movie I was thinking about. Repulsion, which I, I've heard good things about. I'd like to see that. Um, yeah, not a lot to say about this one either. Uh, these are pretty simple, straightforward films. This one less so just because there is, I think, There's discussion a... to be had about the thematic crux. Yeah, because depending on what you, depending on how you interpret the ending, definitely informs them what you think the movie is trying to say. Um, so with that, I feel like in some ways... I don't know, because I feel like if you try to explain too much, you lose a bit of the magic of this movie. But at the same time, if you want to have an effective discussion... It's the fine well, line. Exactly. I would actually like to see this remade. Uh, they did do a remake that was executive produced by Wes Craven, but I've heard it sucks. I would like to see what Lynch would do with this movie. I don't know if we'd want to touch it. I mean, I I'm not saying like no, in a perfect right, world if he cool. just if you could pick a director for a project, I'd be curious to see what Lynch would do with this movie. No, that would that would be interesting, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, these episodes are going to be a little bit shorter. We're shooting back to back reviews. Not a lot to say about these. Some videos will probably be longer than others, especially if they have, like, co-host on or whatever. But honestly, my final thoughts are this is an interesting piece of history. Uh, and depending on how you read it, I think has a lot of relevant thematic statements going on. Um, it was still the day, so. Yeah. I myself, I think, prefer to go with my read where it's she's kind of in purgatory and the ghosts are, like, trying to warn her or, like, bring her through into the afterlife or you know whatever's after after death yeah because uh, that personally interests me what my what read do though you... is... oh. sorry um, no sorry. You, you answered my question as i was asking what are you are you sticking with your read i feel like i still want to um because i think that the idea of like survivor's remorse like physically pulling you back to death is like more interesting in terms of like film language and film plot and I think it works with the idea of survivor's remorse. Yeah. David yeah. Lynch is still alive. Let's see if I can like dig up like an interview or something like that in which he talks about it. David Maybe Lynch, if you it. if you watch this, remake this movie. Let us see what you would do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you think about it. But my final thoughts are: I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Um. But I don't have a lot else to say on it, especially just on a first viewing. Uh, it's hard, right, to like completely know a movie on its first viewing. But I'm glad that I watched this. I'm glad we did this video on it. It's going to be probably our shortest review, but nothing wrong with that. I'm going to give this a 3.5. I don't think it's quite amazing, but I don't think it's like an average movie either. I think there's a little more going on there, uh, not only in the scripts, but in you know the filmmaking itself. Although that's a little outside of my area of expertise. 
What about you, Milton? Final thoughts? For me. <laughs> Sorry. For me personally, I guess looking at the film as a whole, there's quite a bit of dead spots for me sometimes. It does. <laughs> Sorry, there's like a persistent cough. Um, but for me personally, uh, there's good stuff in it. I don't think it's an average movie, but I don't think it's great, though. I think it's a bit rough. I feel like I want to give it a three out of five. Like, I can't go too low on this because I recognize, like, some of the good artistic stuff it's doing, but it could be polished, I think, to be even better than what it is. Yeah. Well, I think that is going to be it for us tonight. If you have seen this movie or Nosferatu, which we also shot a review for, let us know what you think of them below in the comments below. And if you are enjoying this new format that we're doing, kind of stripping away the fat and just getting to the heart of it, uh, let us know in the comments or hit that thumbs up button. And, you know, hey, if you really like the content, throw us a subscribe. subscribe. And we will see you guys next Saturday with another two-movie review. Thank you for watching, everyone.